Good evening, Mr. and Mrs. North America, South America, and all the ships at sea. Tonight, we bring you a special broadcast by the Minions and Misfits players, starring Dylan, <coughs> Rebecca, well, hi there. and Sam. Salutations! Tonight, we bring you a special broadcast of the Saturnine Chalice. A Call of Cthulhu adventure for three players. Well, that's precisely how many we are. You know, I can't spell any of those words, but they sound nice. <laughs> that's right, everybody. For the Halloween special this year, we are playing Call of Cthulhu, 7th edition. There's uh, too many editions. Before we jump into a little bit of rules talk, let's meet our investigators, starting with Dylan. Name's William. My friends call me Billiam. I've been a groundskeeper nice. and grave digger around uh, Miskatonic University for, uh, say, 40-odd years. How many universities do you know of that need a grave digger? Well, you see, this weird weird crap happens in this town. <laughs> He's groundskeeper part-time at the university, and then he <laughs> digs graves at the adjacent the, for cemetery. The city. <laughs> yeah, for the city. It's a hobby. Groundskeeper Willie, no relation. Yeah, don't worry about it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. How about Rebecca? I'll be playing uh, Miss Abigail Anderson, formerly of Savannah, Georgia. She is a librarian at the university uh, and doesn't put up with any nonsense from the students. No nonsense. This is a, uh, an essential qualification to be a librarian, I feel <laughs> For like. Real? Nonsense and a love of knowledge. You respect the books, you respect the people, you'll find what you need. <laughs> Picturing her as treating the people who check out books like a drill sergeant. Yeah. Like <laughs> boot camp Leans training. in close, like, looks them right in the eye. Is constantly you reluctant here? to lend out books, just as angry <laughs> at every person who runs out a book. Oh, no, no. Like, you need to get your knowledge. But if you don't bring it back, if you don't take care of it, she will find you and you will pay. <laughs> what is your major malfunction, student? <laughs> <laughs> and lastly, Sam. All right. So I'm playing Clarence Biggles, RAF pilot extraordinaire. And uh, I'm a visiting speaker, of course. Just no biggie. Just a little bit of an upsy downsy, you know, a bit of a smash on experience, really. He doesn't know, what he's, know what he's saying. either. <laughs> <laughs> well, whatever, whatever all of that means. Whatever he is saying. Rather. Right, so as, as I said, we're playing Call of Cthulhu 7th edition. Uh, so for the sake of the listeners, let's run down the rules just a little bit. Yeah, definitely for the listeners, not, um, for, not for us. Shifty eyes. As you may have come to expect when I sit in the DM's chair, we are playing a roll under system simply vastly superior in every way <laughs> as the lord intended but this combines that one true love of mine with another which is d100s and percentile also dice eldritch horror <laughs> yes and my third would be eldritch horror if it, three if it allows three you, things if it allows you to sleep well at, at night cam hates it <laughs> that's, that's, a good thing to rem that's a good thing to remember for this Oh yeah, it's, you, you gotta be like just consumed with doubt at the end of uh, of whatever media it is you consume. 
So D100, roll under, two of the, this one of the greatest phrases in role-playing history. Um, our investigators, which is our players, have a few different stats. Uh, relevant ones include strength, con, dex. These are all similar to Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, but there's also size, which is simply just how big of a BMI. person you are. <laughs> yeah, it's essentially your BMI. Uh, there's appeal, which is how good looking you are. And then Quantified. your D&D's intelligence score is kind of split between education, which is how much you've learned and how much you know, and then intelligence, which is how good you are at deductive reasoning, logic, puzzle solving, that sort of thing. And then lastly, to go along with their physical strength, as represented by the strength stat, we have power, which is sort of a willpower, um, sort of metaphysical strength, if you will. Kind of lightning strength that comes out of your soul. hands, if you will. Bzz. No. Ultimate power. <laughs> Do it. Wrong special. Unlimited power. Um, there's hit points. It's not unlimited. I don't know about this. <laughs> we, we all know what hit points are. Uh, there's magic points, which are probably going to go unused here today. Aww. There's luck, which is exactly what it sounds like. Do you want something convenient to happen to you? Well, roll under luck, and we'll see if it does. And no journey into the Cosmic Abyss would be complete without sanity points. Anytime one of our intrepid investigators runs into something to do with the mythos or the occult or even just something normal, mundane, but pretty spooky, like a dead body or a skeleton. Pretty spooky. um, Those are the same thing. They roll... Well, that body still has fleshy bits on it. It's a square and rectangle thing. Every skeleton's a dead body, but not every dead body is a skeleton. Mm. Makes you think. (laughs) Um, Anytime they see something like that, they will roll on their sanity. If they they roll equal or under, they may lose no sanity or maybe just one or two points of sanity. Uh, If they fail that roll, however, they may lose... Uh, significantly more than that. And if they lose enough, well, you can probably guess what happens next. Asylum. And those aren't very good right now. Bedlam. Yeah, the 1920s. If you've ever watched Shutter Island, you know what to expect from a uh, 1920s insane asylum. Not great. Mm -mm. Not a fun time. Not very asylum. A lot of of ice picks going around. Oof. Well, on that cheery note, there are opposed skill rolls in case any two of you want to kill each you other. Know, right? Or I would argue never turn something. on the party. Certainly not if you went insane. Wink, wink. <laughs> <laughs> I think Sam's uh, going to go insane first. I have <laughs> a feeling with that power. Uh, there's advantage and disadvantage, which in this game means you roll an extra of the tens place dice. Um, for those of you who are woefully uneducated in percentile dice, and oh, how I pity you. <laughs> uh, a D100 is simply two D10s, one of which represents the tens place and one of which represents the ones place. In Call of Cthulhu, if you get a bonus or penalty, that's advantage or disadvantage, you simply roll two tens place dice and keep the lower of the two, which 
if in the case of a bonus or the higher in the case of a penalty. Uh, easy peasy. And I think that's all that we need to go over in terms of uh, the basic mechanics of the game. It's actually relatively right. simple, despite how complicated the character sheets can look. Yeah, just, just so you know, if you haven't played Call of Cthulhu, my skills include things such as, you know, your regular old climb, charm, first aid, psychoanalysis, <laughs> library use, electrical repair. You know, those are you all just regular skills. joke about library skills. use, but... Library use might be one of the most important skills in Call of Cthulhu. Well, that's hey, unfortunate, good thing I'm a librarian. Twenty. We got Suffice a librarian to... on the party. We're good. Shift. Is there a librarian in the house? Suffice it to say that every character hero is referred to as an investigator, and each Call of Cthulhu session revolves around investigators discovering some otherworldly force. However, in Lovecraftian horror. Whenever they discover truth about an otherworldly force, it also ruins their minds. And so uh, it'll be pretty interesting to see how this unfolds. What's your sanity stat, sir? It's not super high. (laughs) (laughs) It's uh, not great. All right. Without further ado, we begin our... our, Sorry, Call of Cthulhu (laughs) one-shot adventure... The Saturnine Chalice, which, let me see if it says who it was written by. Reads the uh, name, we all lose sanity. <laughs> <laughs> the name is Uwaiwawaiwap. Co-authored by Alan Bly, Matt Sanderson, Lynn Hardy, and Mike Mason. Thanks, y'all. The, Call of, the yeah. official Chaosium uh, book, Call of Cthulhu, Dead Light, and Other Dark Turns. Thank you for making cool stuff. Please don't kill us. <laughs> we heart chaosium. We begin, as so many horror stories do, with a car breaking down. <sighs> oh, crap. I Tell me, though, what, what brings this motley trio together such that they would be driving someplace I'm assuming there's a dead body. Sharing a vehicle with up. each other. <laughs> oh, man. I feel, I feel like it would make sense if this were almost like a taxi service around the massive campus. Mm. Because as a speaker and then as a librarian, like we're trying to get to different facilities. And if you're the grave digger, I hope you have some free time. Like, I hope you have a pretty open <laughs> schedule, generally speaking. Well, I'm also a custodian. So yeah. that's fair. So maybe you're you driving us campus. or something. Yeah. yeah, maybe this is one of my odd jobs I'm driving you all down. <laughs> oh, bad luck, fella. It sounds like you busted a gasket or maybe you upped your downy. I don't know. Engine shut. Ah. <laughs> he says that and just to punctuate the sentence, the hood just pops <laughs> open and steam blasts out of it. I'll take a look. Oh, do you want me to take a look? I'm actually quite skilled myself when it comes to, you know, all twisty and whatnot. Are you, do you know how to fix engines? Uh, I can certainly try. That's not Come at it, old fellow. And he kind of like just shoves his face in the engine uh. to look. Mr. Biggles, uh, <laughs> if I may, I do believe the inside of a plane is a bit different from the inside of an automobile. Oh, you'd be surprised. Uh, can I <laughs> like, roll to see? He looks up to say that and his face is just steamed. <laughs> <laughs> you see, that's an engine and that's a pipe. Same thing that happens in a plane. Um, can I roll to see if I succeed? 
<laughs> sure. Uh, whatever the closest thing mechanic to a repair. mechanic skill. Mechanic, yeah. mechanic repair. Yeah. Nice. Um, what's your stat? Ooh, I act, I've got a four, so I have a forty-five, and I rolled a seventeen. So I nice. Oh, nice. All right. So, uh, well, there's really your problem. The, that is a pipe. The f- yeah, it the is the a first pipe. Pro- it was the facing the wrong way. <laughs> All pipes are one the way. Fr- Everyone knows this. <laughs> Everyone knows you pipes have to face the right way. Looks like someone sabotaged you. It turns out that the car is out of gas. As we all know, 1920s cars, when anything goes wrong with them, they just start sputtering and the hood pops <laughs> over and steam comes out. Turns into and when I say pipe, I mean gasoline. You gasoline pipe's empty. That's your problem. <laughs> ah, yes. <laughs> the, gas, the gas pipe's not working right. Is that Don't some got sort nothing of in a it. British slang? No. I, th- I think it's quite literal. Well. Do you well, have any petroleum? How far to the nearest petrol station? I, I'm afraid I don't carry it in my bag. Well, I'm afraid it's a bit of a ropey to the next rigger, but uh, you may be able to... Well, actually, I don't know. How do we get the old man? He kind of turned towards the grave digger. Nearest station's about mm, 15 miles, so we're going to have to figure this out on our own. Ah. Well, I he's suppose a, we could do this the old-fashioned way and just walk to our destination. I'll get my tools and I because, open the trunk uh, and there's like just this... rows of like shovels and every sorts of nonsense you can imagine. Are they nice and clean or are no, they all dirty? They're oh. very dirty. I say. Uh, let it, you can let wash it be noted that this is all man. happening. Let it be noted that this is all happening because Mr. Biggles had the map. <laughs> and he he claimed to know a shortcut to get to wherever it was you guys were heading, you look which led you to approximately to three blocks menu. down the way to the next like you know speaking area right. on the campus. Or I imagine uh, since we're I'm guessing we're we're not really in town right now, maybe we're heading out to a, a spot where planes were being tested nearby. That Mr. Biggles would be interested in, and I'd library and knew about the location. And, found and the I, as map a custodian, was roped into the manual labor of driving you all. That's right. <laughs> Uh, indeed you find yourselves on a uh, wooded and pretty much deserted country road uh, in the middle of our New England environs you pick a state they're all the same up there (laughs) no you have Boston and then you have several different knockoffs of Boston (laughs) (laughs) you got Massachusetts and everywhere else and then eventually there's Maine Maine's really cool Maine is the Kentucky of the north Really? That makes sense, you got actually. Boston, you've got Boston, you've got Princeton, you got Yale. <laughs> you got Boston, you got Equate Boston, which is called Providence, and then you have Equate Providence, which is called um, Vermont. Baltimore. And then you have New York and Equate uh, New York, which is called New Hampshire and Connecticut. Um, have I made everyone mad now? I'm not from so. the North, New so I'm Hampshire. Fine. Looking at the gas gauge, you see that uh, the whole time you were driving, you thought it read full, but a quick tap on the needle, and it uh, just flips over to empty. I kept telling them to fix this thing, and I assumed they would have since they you know, gave me a pay cut, but I guess I didn't go to fixing the vehicles. I told them not to buy an American car. <laughs> Can't it's trust dang, the Fords. It's a dang old Ford. Uh, the map shows that the next town in either direction is 
like uh, Billiam's headed miles away. On foot, you wouldn't reach a town until well after sunset. However, although you, it's not marked on the map, just ahead you see what looks like a large manor house uh, surrounded by trees and set back from the road by about, I don't know, a couple thousand feet, half a this mile. It's perfectly not suspicious and perfectly safe. Well, I say this seems perfectly spot on. I'm sure they'll understand our situation perfectly. And he starts kind of just walking over there, very proudly, almost strutting. Yes, well, a mansion out in the middle of nowhere. They can be a little bit uh, territorial and a little bit old-fashioned. So uh, she looks down Each and she's you. wearing a smart pair of culottes, which is a little <laughs> bit edgy. <laughs> and she can get away with it. At the university. <sighs> yeah. This is Miskatonic University. It doesn't... doesn't... Uh, what's the word? It doesn't truck in all of these, uh, you know, conservative styles that some of the other Ivy Leaguers deal with. Is Miskatonic University the one that they, like, have in Mystery Science Theater that launches Mike into space? Or am I thinking Maybe? of the wrong one? <laughs> that sounds like the right one. Um, Miskatonic... Miskatonic it's in every is every Lovecraft the, thing. Yeah, yeah, it's the univer the university in the non-existent, made-up New England region that H.P. Lovecraft set all of his stories in. I wouldn't it's be surprised. New it's basically like a real. It's basically like a lesser Ivy League school that's known for having lots of people who are super into like the occult, the occult, and ancient archaeology and stuff like that. Eldritch Law. Yeah. Eldritch Law. Eldritch Law. <laughs> we'll start walking that direction then. All right. Each of you go ahead and make me an int check, please. Oh, int. Boy. I pass. I pass regular, if it's regular. So if I have two zeros on the tens one, that means... It's a ten. That's a 100. Or no, what's what's on your ones place, sorry? A four. Does that mean I just have so four? Got a four. That's that's a very yeah, that just idea. means a four. That's great. Nice. Yeah, that's really good. Don't even have to look at now, my if sheet. You roll, if you roll triple zeros, that's a 100, and that's bad. Roger that. Which is sad. The lowest, the so lowest cool. number you can roll is a one. So the triple zeros is 100 by, by default. Um, so you all do notice as you're walking that there are telephone lines uh, running to and from the house. So hopefully they have a telephone that you can use to phone uh, one of Billiam's, I don't know, like custodial underlings to... Uh, oh, I have underlings? <laughs> probably. I'm picturing Billiam as being the head custodian. He's got some college students that needed part-time jobs. Yeah. Yeah, there's some work studies. Yeah. <laughs> Just work as grave diggers. Bang on. Well, it may have been rugby for a minute, but perhaps they have a blow in there to, give us, to get us out of our tuffle, if you know what I mean. I don't. Ah. <laughs> Old chap. It's just a bit of upsy-downsy, round the windy. I just walk towards the house. <laughs> I think it means they might have a telephone. Oh, that makes much more sense. Yes. Way to fly a desk. What? I'll try. That's a, that's a real R A F slang. <laughs> she like pulls out a book of uh, like a pocket book of R A F yeah, yeah. slang. She, she knew she would need that. 
interpreting the whole way. All right. So after about 20 or 30 minutes of walking, you make it to the grounds, which are situated in a large circle, sort of a large round driveway around the manor house, which is situated in the center. It is quite large, um, as these types of houses tend to be. Some other features of the exterior include a uh, garage that is to the back left and a a marble stone mausoleum situated on the back right of the grounds. And then there's a stone walkway leading from the driveway up to the front door of the house. Abigail There's also a well manicured garden inside the ring of the driveway with topiaries and other such things. What were you saying, Sam, when we were uh, accidentally interrupting Cam's description of this lovely place? <laughs> Sorry. Oh, it's okay. He just said it, it, that it'll be a milk run, which is another piece of slang. Mm-hmm. Which just means to me he thinks it's going to be easy. <laughs> Did I ever give a description easy of Biggles? Is buying some milk. Like a Biggles? physical description? I don't think I ever did, no. Biggles is marching forward. He's wearing these two large leather brown boots and has like a long um, like leather windbreaker and a brown scarf that's kind of like tossed over his neck and is wearing the uh, very stereotypical like leather flying hat with two little goggles on it. And he has a thick, bushy mustache. And the war's been over for years. Like He's just still wearing the same outfit. <laughs> You never know when another war might break out. (laughs) Another world war? Ten more more years. (laughs) It's never more than a decade. They they didn't call it World War I for nothing. (laughs) (laughs) Abigail kind of like glares at this building. But to be fair, she kind of has a a permanent glare stamped into her her face. (laughs) But it it becomes more prominent. (laughs) Just librarian things. And she kind of sniffs, um, like, with distaste. Um, says, what is the source of her distaste, I wonder? Rich people. What's the flap, lady? <laughs> oh, that's the wrong accent. <laughs> I also switched <laughs> to the wrong accent. <laughs> I'm having trouble keeping my southern, and I'm from the south. I say, what's the flap, lady? I've had my share of um, hoity-toity fat cats, and uh, they usually are a bit difficult. And I'm from the south, where they're smooth like butter. Sour butter. Ah, don't prune yourself over some pebble apes. Oh, snap. I've got got this handled. And I I pump, pump, pump on the door. Okay. Let's see. So you knock on the door. Oh, let's see. Each of you, um, let's see, Sarah, what is it, spot hidden in this game? Yeah, each of you make a spot hidden check for me. Oh, boy. I rolled a 99, so I failed. I I failed, too. (laughs) I rolled a 91. Oh, no, no, come on. I rolled an, dadgummit, I rolled an 87, I also failed. (laughs) I have a 75, it's not even that hard. I say, why don't Dylan, we all close our eyes for like five minutes? <laughs> <laughs> we'll just reset. Sounds come back like a lark. Dylan, what'd you roll? 99. 
Oh. <laughs> yeah. I see nothing. <laughs> All right. Yeah. You guys don't. You guys don't see anything weird. No. Nah, um, don't see nothing. Everything is fine. Does the door creepily swing open on its own? No, it doesn't. No. Oh, okay. Uh, let's see. Mm-hmm. We don't see the shotgun kind of making its way out of one of the windows. <laughs> yeah, no, no. <laughs> don't see you the don't man see the rising pair of with a knife. Hands <laughs> just reaching out to, to strangle you. We don't see the uh, mm-hmm. like the tow truck driving in the background. Yeah, sorry, it's like already taking the <laughs> yeah. car. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Well, that was a good adventure. Let's walk away. Back to the car we <laughs> well, go. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Sorry, I'm trying to uh, remind myself what is. You're good. Who is whom? How big is Billiam? Oh, I'm like six two, like 120 pounds. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, Wait, we what? could just give some <laughs> visual descriptions. Extremely skinny. Extremely skinny. Like gaunt as a skeleton. You got a beard. I got a big, bushy, unkempt gray beard. Oh, What's what? your size on um on this? My size, 65. Yeah. Mine's eighty five, so oh, that, so Biggles is probably like big a little ol. bit big and <laughs> he's Biggles. Uh, he <laughs> is he's tall, but also probably like built, like barrel chested. I imagine yeah. like mm-hmm. like uh, kind of let himself go after the war finished. <laughs> absolutely, but he holds it well, but not that well. Um, well enough, <laughs> yeah. And it's still oh wow, like, we'll put some know, meat on you. Yeah, better than good average. healthy muscle has a good layer of fat over it. Yeah. Right, nineteen twenties fit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. So um, as you guys approach the door and knock, you hear somebody, uh, like sort of jostling around just inside in the entrance hall. Oh, perfect. You hear somebody say, "Please do come in. I'm somewhat preoccupied at present." I just swing the door open. Yeah, it, it's not locked. Um, it swings open. You see a uh, a rather butlerian figure uh, standing on a wobbly step ladder, trying to fix a light bulb in the chandelier. I, uh, oh. I steady I steady his step ladder. I come and steady the other side. <laughs> Do be <laughs> careful. Uh, I uh, I make... look around. I almost I almost said I, I take a gander, but that's our. <laughs> <laughs> he kind of walks in, puts his hands on his hips, and goes, "Well, this is quite the place." Um, what does he see? What indeed? Uh, let's go back to the hall. Uh, What's the perception? The, so the front doors are double doors inlaid with some Art Deco stained glass. Ooh. Uh, Ooh. Kind of, you know, fancy. Um, example, good example of that art from the time. Uh, there's a lot of mahogany paneling throughout the hall. And there are also a number of oil paintings of local landscapes in very nice uh, gilded frames. Um, since you are the one looking around, uh, Sam, make us a spot hidden check. Oh man, redeem us, Sam! Oh, Come I on, didn't. Biggles. I I got double what I'm supposed to get. Mm. Um, okay. I got a forty. So I have a forty-five, under, and I rolled under. a seventy-four, which means I fail badly. All oh. right. Uh, yeah, so you don't notice anything uh, strange or untoward, uh, just lots of nice paintings, like I said, landscapes mostly, 
And then obviously you see the uh, butler standing on the step ladder. Um, while your uh, colleagues help steady it, he introduces himself as Jeremiah Linwood. Oh, that's a um, solid name. A pleasure man, to meet you, Mr. Manservant, manservant to the Wayland family. Are the Waylands in at the uh, moment? They are indeed. Now hold on, hold on tight there. And um, now, Dylan, you and Rebecca make spot hidden checks for me. I did it! I got a two! I got a 79. I'm rolling terribly. Oh. Okay, so uh, Abigail notices as she's looking up and speaking to Jeremiah that there are, uh, aside from the the light bulb that he's changing in the chandelier. There are a bunch of loose wires hanging out, mm. like out of where it meets to the uh, ceiling. Is the chandelier like, uh, I'm guessing it's candles? No, it's, it's electric. electric. It is electric. Yeah, uh, it's electrified. Woogie, woogie, woogie. <laughs> but uh, they haven't fixed up all the wiring. Uh, that, Mr. Mr. Jeremiah, are you uh, aware of all those wires? That does appear to be a safety hazard. Especially for one uh, looking to change a light bulb to be near all those uh, wires. He uh, sort of looks up in the direction that you're gesturing and sort of uh, like looks at it uh, a little bit nonplussed for a second and he goes, Oh, the, these have just always been like that, I believe. There's nothing to worry about. I'm sure the man shocked. knows what he's talking about, and he kind of flips on the light switch. <laughs> oh, no. Um, and as you speak to Jeremiah, a... <laughs> an, let's see. How old? All right. Uh, another man dressed in a, uh, a sharp sort of indoor suit as you know everybody in the 1920s just wore suits no matter what they were doing oh, was mm-hmm. um, has a well-trimmed beard with a big solid stripe of gray down the middle of it um, short hair very much giving master of the house energy uh, you presume this to be I was literally about to start uh, singing it yeah. <laughs> suddenly Everybody loves a landlord. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But he descends the stairs and uh, says, Jeremiah, you didn't tell me we had guests. We just stumbled in, sir. I apologize for the intrusion. Our uh, motor vehicle has uh, unfortunately ceased function Uh, just down the way here. We were hoping we could borrow a telephone of some sort to get some assistance. A telephone, of course. Well, uh, you're, it is no intrusion at all. Allow me to introduce myself. My name is Augustus Wayland. I am the master of the house here. And uh, this is my lovely wife. And coming out of another room is a... Uh, Her name is Jeremiah. Uh, <laughs> a lovely, uh, lovely She just leans woman, over and says, Master than... of the house. Is it worth my... <laughs> uh, younger than Augustus. Uh, blonde... Beautiful and graceful, um, her hair kind of twisted into sort of a messy bun. Uh, she comes out and she introduces herself as Veronica Whalen. Augustus and Veronica. 
Do they have a son named? Oh wait, sorry. Nayland Wayland. Sorry, Veronica is not the wife. Veronica is the daughter. Sorry. Oh no. Why did you, sir? Why did you call your wife, your daughter, your wife? (laughs) Veronica Junior. Is there something untoward happening here? No, no. I know it's the 1920s, but it's not the 1820s. And then um, attending to Veronica is Jeremiah's wife, Rosemary. Wearing sort of your typical maid uniform. Uh, Allow Jeremiah to to finish working with that light bulb, and I'm sure he can show you right to the phone to see if you can call for some help. That would be excellent. Thank you much. Rather... In the meantime, allow me to host you. Um, And he goes on to explain that uh, he and Veronica are hosting a dinner party for some of his friends uh, and invites you to uh, hang around and join while you wait for whatever help you may receive. I don't know if we're dressed for the occasion. Of course we'll join. And he kind of just walks past Billiam. (laughs) He steps in front of him. (laughs) That's very generous of you, Mr. Wayland. We do appreciate it. And uh, as Rosemary, sort of hoity-toity situations. Uh, Abigail puts her hand on your arm and leans over to speak quietly to you and just says, "If Mister Wayland is inviting us to dinner, he's inviting us to dinner in this state. You just be yourself, darling, and don't you worry about anyone else's opinions." Okay. So I guess they all six walk towards the the place and. I guess if if you're holding his arm and the married couple are holding each other's arms, uh, Biggles kind of extends his arm to the daughter <laughs> and starts saying, and there I was over Germany, upping down in Germans left and right. I was fired at hundreds of times, possibly dozens. And he kind of just keeps going on. Possibly uh, dozens. <laughs> possibly dozens. <laughs> <laughs> And they Let's follow their house. Do we see any lovely yeah. things on the table? Do we see any suspicious paintings? Is there a Cthulhu anywhere? <laughs> a Cthulhu? I roll to find Cthulhu. <laughs> Show me Cthulhu. You Wait, like, don't. You, you open you open a door and you just see like a little piece of Cthulhu's head just like mashed it's up. Just, it's just, nope. a little, like, just, like, just a well, little chibi Cthulhu. <laughs> I'm, no, looked, just, I'm thinking just like... The full-size Cthulhu just crammed into a room <laughs> to where his eye is just mashed up against the door. He's just like, well, Unlimited not going to fit in there. Power. Close the door. <laughs> Close the door. Oh, my gosh. They saw me. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe they saw me. Um, well, now that, you, now that you two are less focused on Jeremiah and the stepladder, um, go ahead and make me one last spot hidden check in the... Uh, the hallway. Ooh, I would like to keep uh, an eye out for further 36. electrical hazards and poorly placed modernizations. <laughs> okay. I'm looking for OSHA violations. <laughs> I got a 36. We're good. My spot hidden is 55. Okay. I got a 66, right. which I think actually still passes. Please hold. It Would does. You stay at a 75? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, as you all walked in, you guys sort of took a glimpse at the paintings as well um the kind of the same landscapes that i was describing to uh to biggles 
but as you turn your attention away from Jeremiah and the stepladder to proceed towards the uh, the parlor, you notice that on at least one of them, the clouds are not in the same orientation that they were when you first glanced at the painting. Um, you, each of you make me a sanity check, please. Ha! Sanity. Ooh, I j- just got under it. I, I got oh, wait, never mind. I failed. Good. <laughs> he said, wait, my math is bad. Well, I, well I Biggle, thought, Biggles I, didn't. Biggles didn't notice the change. He's fine. He wasn't paying attention. I got a 20. We're good. He's walking by to look at the paintings. If they have a horse in them, he's like, that's a great piece of art. And if there's no (laughs) horse, he's like, ah. It's a horse boy. (laughs) It's all right. Could use a horse, though. Could use a horse. (laughs) It's like that one line in Dirty Rock. Like, people are like, uh, I forget what it built up to, but they ask, like, what is art? That's so easy. It's paintings of horses that's art <laughs> it's true so you guys did you guys both pass your sanity no I, I got okay. a 90 uh, that seems very appropriate for <laughs> your two characters um, I imagine I've Billiam, seen a lot <laughs> Billiam manages to sort of convince himself that it, it that the clouds were always in that orientation um, Abigail having spent uh, significantly more time reading uh, the sort of books that tune one's mind to this sort of thing uh, is unsettled by what she sees in the painting. Uh, so you lose one sanity point. Okay, I like to one. imagine that somewhere out there, all these different victims of cosmic horrors discuss what drove them insane and one guy's like, oh, I saw Cthulhu face to face. Another one's like, my brother was eaten alive and flayed in front of me. And then there's Rebecca's character who just says, I saw, <laughs> I saw clouds. <laughs> it was the clouds. The painting, the it changed from day to night. It went from Nimbus to not Nimbus. <laughs> to Cumulo Nimbus. <laughs> to not Nimbus. There's two Do kinds of clouds, me? Nimbus and Cumulo. <laughs> I just kind of dragged this... into the dragged into the padded cell. I hope this whole like session is just they were Stratus. I tell insane you, insane looking at paintings. <laughs> Can that please just be the rest of our roles? <laughs> Me and every art museum. They were Stratus. <laughs> I tell you, Stratus. <laughs> uh... All right, so they uh, direct you to the lounge while Jeremiah finishes up. Um, it is a... Where's the map so I can see? It came in through the entrance hall. And they're taking you to the lounge. Nothing could go wrong. Okay. Nothing could go wrong. What could possibly go wrong? Um... The lounge is well-appointed, is as white wood-paneled walls that make the room appear very bright. There are five large, large portraits large. around the room. How large um, are we talking? Large. Uh, you know, like the the big over-the-fireplace kind uh, of yeah, okay. portraits that you would see in a gothic manner. Like this big. Um, Please tell me they're horses. Yeah. <laughs> 
the first one is who you assume to be the late wife of Augustus. Um, her name is Evangeline. Evangeline. Uh, she's wearing a... Oh, is she? Hers is the largest of the portraits. Um, that she's dressed in a, a flowing white ball gown, um, like a ghost. Like a ghost. Mm. Ball gown. To the left of that is a portrait of Augustus and Evangeline together on their wedding day. Oof! Put that right next to the. And axe. then across directly across opposite the portrait of evangeline is a portrait of augustus wearing a well-tailored suit this man's kind of strange isn't he these I are mean, just he uh, basically his wife. this is the 1920s equivalent of his camera roll and why are we surprised <laughs> that there are selfies on there come on <laughs> every rich person selfies were very expensive back yeah. then i mean if one of us could commission a self-portrait uh, like in oil paint who wouldn't do it? I would not. What? It would be pretty dope. <laughs> it would be pretty lit. I would. It'd be pretty dope. I would not. I mean, a lot of married couples get like big prints of a nice wedding picture yeah, those on are the their worst. wall. Shifty See, eyes. See, I I have a big print of like um like Dylan's wedding picture on my wall. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like like it's like half the wall. It's really like <laughs> yeah. It's Next like, is the mural. But it's just Dylan. It, yeah, like, yeah. It's got Lindsay. <laughs> Lindsay's it's got, cropped it out. Ha- yeah, it had Lindsay in it, but it is just cropped out now. <laughs> it's it's like a five by four painting. Um, I'm surprised you haven't seen it. Yeah, I know. It's kind of weird that I never noticed it's it. It's yeah. like a, it's a triptych of uh, Dylan and <laughs> Lindsay, and then the last panel is like you just way in the background. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, One of the rest of the paintings, there's him in a suit. Him a and horse. his current wife, he's, his ex-wife, and then and what? him and his horse. Well, not, he doesn't have not a his current wife. wife. He's a, he's only had one wife. But he said there was a dead, dead wife. Yeah. And the only wife is dead. That's why you're uh, confused. I see. Yeah, there's his his dead wife. There's a picture of her over the fireplace, right? Uh-huh. And then on yep. one side, there's him and his now dead wife on their wedding day, and on the other side, there's just him. Correct? Wait. Question mark? Yes. I thought, wait, who were the three people who brought us in, though? Because there was... Because there <laughs> the was his daughter. Augustus. August- There's Augustus, his daughter, Veronica. Uh-huh. Who he mistakenly said Jer- was his wife originally. Yeah, because I was reading the book wrong. So uh-huh. sue me. And then I the mom there's... Came- the mom came There's in, the though. butler and the maid. There's... No. No, I I just The misspoke. maid came in. Shiro yeah. Sandy, because he definitely saw <laughs> No, the maid, the maid came in, my man. <laughs> Yeah, and then there's Jeremiah and um, Rosemary. Rosemary, mm-hmm. yeah, the butler and the maid who are married. Biggles kind of turns around and just sees uh, the Hezekiah walking by himself. He's like, "Wow, where'd she go?" <laughs> Who's Hezekiah? <laughs> um, and then the the final two portraits are a portrait of Augustus with Veronica when she was a child, and then finally. Uh, Veronica in her um, uh, university graduation garb Aww. from Miskatonic University. Well, Veronica, you're a graduate then. Yes, I, uh, well, it's a little embarrassing, but I always wanted to try and follow in my father's footsteps as a student of the uh, the esoteric, let's say. Uh, Abigail will take uh her hand in both of hers and give her a squeeze and a smile and say it's very good of you to get a 
to work hard and get yourself a degree in I'll this day you, and age. You came to the right place. Uh, Miskatonic's full of all sorts of weird occult. Uh, I've seen a lot of things in my day. So, Where are the horses? Um, <laughs> <laughs> I believe they're Augusta- out in the stables. Augustus kind of comes up as, uh, as y'all are talking about her schooling and he says, Oh, my daughter is just being humble. She's far better at this than I ever was. In fact, our party tonight is to to celebrate her upcoming performance of something called the Abramelin Operation, Oof. Uh, which is a an ancient ritual that I tried to perform but unfortunately failed. Oh, I at. thought that was an opera. Um, she's. <laughs> Do I know what that is? I, um, I've actually had my Abramelin taken out in the war. <laughs> My bromelain was removed. Tragic, Let's really. see if there's a... Uh... Had one too many cherries, I'm afraid. We can roll a cult. Hmm. Roll a cult? Let's see. Let's roll... Roll a cult. I really should have a list of the skills. A there's a cult. Uh, pulled up on... Yeah, I guess make an occult roll for me. Making an occult roll. Or if there's a religion, make a religion. Oh, I got a 19. Religious skill. I think there might be religion. Let me look. Let me look. I might have. I know what it is. I don't think Biggles is paying that much attention. (laughs) (laughs) There's not a religion. I I know what it is. it is. I solved it. I didn't get it. I have I a did. nine in a cult. Okay. <laughs> Why do I only have a nine? I have 75 in a cult. Nice. <laughs> How? I've seen some stuff, my man. <laughs> people, Occult people really like the cemetery. <laughs> you know how many true. times I have to stop people from digging up bodies for weird rituals? Dadgum resurrectionists. <laughs> I feel like now, though, nice. you, you're not even upset. Like, when you see people robbing graves, you're just like, ah, uh, ah, uh, ah. Uh. Yeah. No, no, Get no, no. <laughs> I see you. Stop it. I've had about enough of your shenanigans. just throw a shovel at them. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> and, and they look at you, and they're not even scared anymore. They just look over you, smile, and shrug. They swiping go, ah, it's swiping. a Tuesday. <laughs> it's old man Jenkins. <laughs> Cheese it. It's Billiam. <laughs> <laughs> we better scram. Well, we'll try again next Tuesday. Um, (laughs) So, not to give too much away, but I I don't know the specifics of it, but just tell me, like, if I've heard of it. You you recognize the name of Bromelin from a uh, a medieval, late medieval grimoire called the Book of Bromelin. Oh, yeah. uh, Which originates from Germany and supposedly dealt with um, the... Summoning of a uh, guardian angel. Ooh, spooky. Are you going to share this information as we are discussing? No. Hmm. Cool. <laughs> he he would probably assume that the librarian already knows Yeah, he's it, like, if I know it, she's got to And I, I know for sure he doesn't know it. <laughs> well, what does this Abramelin operation entail? If I may well, ask. And why is should we a... care? Can just looks over. He, he's <laughs> is a Bromelin a horse? <laughs> I once had a horse. Please a, tell me a it's a horse. <laughs> <laughs> he 
really wanted to be in the cavalry. Cavalry? I always get those two mixed yeah, up. Cavalry. Cavalry. Yeah. I once had a horse uh, named Abramelin. We called the Abramelin. When he when he broke his leg, we had what was called the Abramelin operation. It only required a shotgun. It involved. It only required one bullet. Uh. So she, I'm. So that I don't have to spend the whole thing yeah, in character. Yeah, yeah. She sort of outlines the the purpose of the ritual is to summon a uh, summon the uh, performer's guardian angel and uh, sort of have them help to summon and bind uh, demons to keep them from to remove their malign influence from the. Uh, from the person's life basically it's sort of to uh remove evil influences from one's life so your standard guardian demon and dynamic when she says that biggles kind of goes over and tenderly looks at her in a reassuring manner and just says my dear we already have angels flying all around us we can see them as long as we close our eyes and look they're called the royal air force and they're protecting us right now. You don't need to summon them. In fact, I'm right here. Well, that's very forward of you, Mr. Diggles. Uh, but um, <laughs> he look, also this he is like closes New his. Hampshire. He just has a dumb. <laughs> <laughs> oh. You're confusing New Hampshire with Old Hampshire. Yeah. <laughs> this is not Old Hampshire. <laughs> you are, in fact, across the pond, Mr. Diggles. Miss Wayned. He like he like closes his eyes as he's saying this, and she just sort of like walks away from him <laughs> while his eyes are closed. He's just still standing there with a dumb grin. <laughs> just hear a horse neighing in the background. <laughs> uh, to God further describe, to further describe the lounge, um, in the northwest corner of the room is a piano. Uh, there's some sheet music on a stand nearby. There's a chandelier hanging from the ceiling, below which is a coffee table, and on the coffee table sits an ashtray with a recently lit cigar. Ooh. Uh, How's the wiring fire. about the chandelier, if I may ask? <laughs> uh, this one looks normal. Are there extra cigars on the table? Uh, there is a box of them, yes. Oh, may I? <laughs> oh, help yourself. Ah, thank you. And he kind of lights one and kind of puffs it. Oh, man, that's real tobacco. <laughs> there are, uh, there's four long sofas, sort of, you know, ornate, the kind that you would see in a mansion, uh, arranged in a square around the coffee table. Uh, there's a fire in the fireplace, and on the mantelpiece is an ornate French Empire-style mantel clock made of gold and flanked by two candlesticks. Qual- quality stuff you got here. The clock faces to the left with a figure of Minerva to the right, the Roman goddess of wisdom, medicine, strategy, trade, and various arts and crafts. Crafts. I want each of you to make me another spot hidden check. Oh boy, I should have put more stats in this. 91. Ooh, I succeeded. I did it. You both notice that as you've been standing here and, uh, you know, chit-chatting, sitting on the sofas and stuff. Biggles puffing on your own cigar, that the cigar in the ashtray 
the uh, ash on it has not gotten any longer, despite the fact that it does appear to be lit. Um, there's a you know an ember glowing on the end of it, but it doesn't seem to be burning down at all. Is mine burning down? And yes, yours is burning down. Hmm. Down, down. With the I say, old boy, kind of puffs it. What's with that cigar? I mean, it doesn't seem to be going down at all. If you know what I mean. What, what? What, what? What? Um, I guess this sort of picks it up and starts puffing on it. Oh, I do apologize. I had lit that earlier and forgotten about it. Oh no! Sort of, but I, but I mean, rushes it the wasn't interact- going down. The interaction off. That's not that's not the situation. That's not the problem. <laughs> it and uh, each of you make me an intelligence check now. Ooh, I succeed. I succeed. Well. I I have a seventy and I rolled a seventeen, so I succeed Ooh, pretty well. Pretty great. Mm-hmm. Dylan, I didn't think I noticed it, so I don't. I didn't know oh. I had to. No, this is this is a different. This is separate. Thing. Okay. Yeah. In that a case, different. Uh, I got it. Something. I a Forty-four, and I have a seventy-five. Okay, uh, so you you all have noticed obviously that there's a fire in the fireplace, uh, but what you recall not noticing, or rather noticing the absence of, when you approach the house is that there was no smoke coming mm. out of any of the chimneys. No boy. I would like they're smoking to, up something else. Uh sit beside uh young Miss Veronica and say Miss Waynard, you said you're seeking to bind a demon. Are you or your family particularly plagued by ill luck? Well, I wouldn't say ill luck, although you could say the death of my mother. Might have been a stroke of ill luck, but she sounds like real salty when she says that. (laughs) It's really just a way to uh, ensure, you know, a peaceful and prosperous existence. Make our credit rating go sky high, you know. (laughs) (laughs) I see. Let's see. And then, as you guys sort of finish up that line of uh, conversation, Jeremiah. Uh, pops his head in and says, "If one of you would like to follow me, I can show you to the telephone." Oh, perfect. Let me. I'll. I'll, I'll talk to my people. Don't worry. I got you. All right. So you're following Jeremiah. Yeah. Okay. Um, this is where I get killed. Yay! Split <laughs> Have the fun. party. Uh, ironically, it does not say what room the phone is located. <laughs> in. Tragically, it was the stable, and he was trampled. Oh no! By horses. <laughs> the real villain. Um, but he he takes you to the phone. We'll say it's in like the um, the kitchen, like the chef's kitchen. Um, it's, you know, it's your typical twenties phone with the oh yeah dial like, I like and the, it up off the, the hand thing. piece and everything. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Um. So you ring out to the switchboard operator. Yes, I call the campus. And, um, yeah, he uh, puts you through to the custodial headquarters. I don't answer the um, phone because I'm here. <laughs> Darn. <laughs> this foolproof plan was not foolproof. Ruined. <laughs> it's like trying to call yourself but realizing you lost your cell phone. <laughs> or trying to find your phone and then you call it. Uh, so you uh, you hang up and 
ring the switchboard operator again and have him dial you to the uh, the nearest um, service station, uh, petrol station. Um, in this case, it's a general store about, you know, a dozen or so miles away, like you said. Um, the owner of the store hears, hears you out about your predicament, and um, he's not sure how quickly he's going to be able to send somebody down there, but he will... Uh, We'll try I to get somebody down there to with expedite it. the process. You may. Aw, yeah. That grave digger charm. I really do, though. Yeah. I rolled a 12. And Ooh. I have nice. 75. Woo! I put right, all so, of uh, my stats into, like, four things. Nice. <laughs> all right, yeah. So the, the general store... Uh, owner sort of i guess recognizes your voice when you uh start yeah it's me jimmy sort of putting on the <laughs> putting on the charm is like uh you know working class connection well, you don't you don't remember He's this like, voice. Oh, I'll, <laughs> I'll send the kid down there with the tank of gas as soon as i can all right i appreciate it jimmy um while he's doing no problem, that bi- I'm, I'm no sorry. problem bill and they just sort of hang up. While he's doing that, can I please try to fast talk Mr. Augustus into kind of spilling his kind secret of about, you know. about uh, well, actually, there's a skill called fast talk. And so it actually works pretty well. Um, but I think Biggles is more thinking, man, we could make money off of a non-burning cigar. <laughs> <laughs> more than there's a, something occult going on. It's like, oh, I want to know how to do this. Biggles cigars. I can see it now. Biggles cigars. <laughs> um, he rolls. Ooh, really good. He rolled a fourteen, and he has a sixty in that skill, so he succeeds fairly well in fast right. talking. So you try to you try to get some uh, info out of him, and he just sort of gives you like a a uh, hearty laugh. He's like, uh, "Stick around, old chum, and I'll show you the trick that I used to make that happen." All right, Bally good. Uh, around this time, Rosemary re-enters carrying a uh, a silver tray under one arm, and she offers refreshments. Hmm. Uh, if any of you would like, you can uh, order a, a refreshment from the kitchen would, while she's there. I would love a gin and tonic. I say mind. I'd love a cherry right now. Not a literal berry, like a cherry. One like cherry. A, like cherry as in the alcoholic drink. I think he does mean uh, a glass of sherry with a sure. No, cherry. Sh- uh, no. <laughs> Get him a glass of sherry. With extra grenadine. Anything for you, miss? Why is there grenadine in the well, sherry? I was actually wondering if I could accompany you. That would be more than enough for me. Of course, you're more than welcome to. Make sure she doesn't poison her drinks. Um, but as we go, I'd like to ask her about uh, the family. Very tragic, uh, the passing of young Mistress Waynard. Has the family had a, a string of bad luck? I don't know. Again, I don't know if I would say bad luck. Um, After all, they do have two men servants. <laughs> <laughs> Let me see where... Uh... Mm-hmm. Just because you're rich, uh, she you may not sort think of explains. 
she sort of explains that um, Evangeline died giving birth to Veronica. And on her 18th and that, uh, birthday, her, they will summon her again. <laughs> hers is the uh, the body interred in the mausoleum that you saw in the uh, the back of the grounds. I probably I probably buried her there. <laughs> Tell me. You know you very well might have. What it's like working for the Wayned family. Well, they're very kind. They've been um, more than lovely to to myself and Jeremiah since we've worked for them. It's been, oh, probably 20 years now. Well, that's wonderful to hear. As you, uh, as you walk along, you see her kind of tidying things as she goes, sort of uh, fretting over this or that, making sure things are straight, making sure the portraits are just so Speaking and of, doilies are dusted. And I want to look at that cloud painting. Has it changed again? <laughs> it has. It's it has back in fact to changed. Nimbus. The, uh, oh no! As the as the sky has uh, darkened outside, the sky in the port in the landscapes has also darkened to match. Rosemary, uh, Miss Rosemary, can you tell me anything about this painting here? She's sort of. Um, brushes the question off as if she doesn't hear you. Uh, she just continues kind of talking about the the house itself and Veronica and Augustus and sort of uh, talking about how lovely Evangeline was when she was alive and things like that um, as she sort of she heads towards like the kitchen. She sounds the angel. Oh, she was. And uh, you guys reached the kitchen right around the time Billiam is finishing up his phone call. Good news. They'll be sending some petrol shortly. That is very good news. Thank you, Billiam. Um, cutting back to uh, Biggles real quick. Uh, Biggles and so I grabbed the wing and I stuck it back on the plane and I flew it back to England. Uh, make us one more spot hidden check there, Biggles. Yeah. Disadvantage. <laughs> <laughs> he he unfortunately just fails his spot hidden check. Okay. Let's see where to next. Okay, so um, uh, back in the kitchen, uh, Mrs. Linwood, um, Rosemary offers Billiam a drink as well. Uh. Right, you said gin and tonic. Gin and tonic, yeah. Um, we'll say that you say that now instead mm-hmm. of when earlier you when you guys weren't in the same room. <laughs> I just yelled it across the house. <laughs> right. She uh, sort of scrounges around in the kitchen cabinets. Um, takes her a moment to find uh, the bottles that she's looking for. Uh, she finds the, the tonic pretty quickly but it takes her a moment to find the sherry and the gin she sort of pours a uh, a glass of sherry and uh, makes a uh, basic gin and tonic with a, a wedge of lime and places them on the tray delectable it's thank like, you madam and uh, then leads the two of you back to the lounge I'd, I'd um, sip it really daintily as we go through little pinky out okay 
Let's see. Half, half a pinky. Ooh. Half a pinky. <laughs> His knuckles can't bend any further. They're gnarled, stuck like this. <laughs> Too much digging. Makes him very good at doing thriller, the, th- the thriller, you know? So you're tasting the lime and the tonic, but you don't really get much in the way of gin. That's all right. I got to drive anyway. Despite having seen her. Uh, well, you know, everybody <laughs> drove, drove drunk back then. Um, but you, you're not really getting much gin flavor, despite mm. you watching her pour. You would think um, uh, from a bottle you know, rich, labeled rich gin. Like this would have some better gin. And she, uh, she sort of picks up on that. It's like, oh, uh, Augustus never was much one for drinking alcohol. He always abstained for as long as I've known him. Well, when you're able to, you know, get through life all cushy like, you don't really have much need for the stuff. Oof. <laughs> I suppose so. And they uh, return to the, uh, what do you call it? The lounge where... Uh, she hands off the glass of sherry to Mr. Biggles. Ah, cherry. Who also does not really does not really get much in the way of flavor from his uh, alcoholic beverage. I say this is drier than a desert in a drought, and not in a good way. <laughs> My apologies, sir. It's the only thing that I could find in the kitchen. Ah. Let me Give just me get splenda. you a of grenadine. Splenda. This <laughs> <laughs> is a, a glass of grenadine. <laughs> That's just thick and syrupy. He likes his sherry as with you, cherry. Uh, it's just nice. As cool. you sip on your drinks, Augustus <laughs> uh, finishes his cigars. Well, I must be attending to preparations for the party. Uh, feel free to make yourselves at home. Uh, explore around the grounds if you'd like. Uh, take in the first floor, but please do mind our privacy and uh, keep out of the second floor, if you will. You are welcome to use the bathroom, but our uh, our bedrooms and other facilities are off limits. I head straight to of the course. mausoleum. Okay, I'm going with them. Part of me heading thinks, straight to the mausoleum. Part of me thinks because every good Cthulhu adventure ends with burning down the building. <laughs> Like, what if we just lit it right now? <laughs> like, <laughs> call in the Air Force. We're going to call it an yeah, airstrike. Yeah, I wonder what would happen if you did that. Um, airstrike. Can, can I make a smoking check to see how good I am <laughs> at disposing of my cigar? No, no. No, I won't do that. That'd be really funny. All right. Uh, all right. So who all was heading to the mausoleum? I'll go, I'll go with them. We, we might as well all go here. Yeah. All three of you? Okay. All right, so uh, having been sort of dismissed by your host, um, you're Big free gone. to explore the grounds. As they walk over there, uh, Biggles is just like, I don't understand why we're going over here. There's absolutely no horses. Well, let me tell you what. If they're doing some sort of ritual, especially involving this daughter and the dead mother, yeah, we're going to see if that mother's still there. Mm. And maybe... We as can you check say the that, stables afterwards. Out of the corner, as you're all sort of facing each other, um, talking, as you sort of make your way down the uh, the yard, uh, out of the corner of your eye, you see a figure 
moving kind of in the door of the mausoleum. Um, is this your regular mausoleum figure, or is this a spooky mausoleum figure? Oh, it's spooky. Oh, no. <laughs> um, sort of uh, raggedy, disheveled. You can't get it. You're still pretty far away, so you don't get a lot of detail, but it... Uh, it does not appear to be anybody that you've seen. See that that there is what so you far. call a ghast. Can I roll a bravery check to see if he bothers to even want to go in there now? Sure. Would that be mm. power? Yeah, that'd be yeah, power, mental fortitude. Yeah. yeah. Oh, he rolled. He rolled a sixty-nine. He did not. Nice. Oh no, he rolled a ninety-nine. Ah! Oh. Okay. He's like, no, nope, that's convenient. Yeah. I'm nope. going to see the horses. Where's the stable? <laughs> there is a stable. It's uh, just pivots well, immediately to the stable and starts walking that <laughs> yeah, way. Not a word. Grab him by the back of the collar. The <laughs> Not even a word. Back. He just pivots and starts walking. You just grab my. You grab my. <laughs> Actually, like, from start a, choking me like. Oh, oh, oh. From a meta, from a, a meta perspective, if I may say, it might be more fun to let him go to the. Uh, yeah, 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 to yeah, the yeah. Stable. Uh, you just grab the scarf um, and it just comes right off. Uh, <laughs> yeah. My next code. <laughs> Abigail. How strange. Gonna like wave her hand and say, I'm sure there's some sort of logical explanation. There must be someone. Yeah, it's a logical explanation. It's a ghast. You see these all the time when you wear <laughs> graveyards. Excuse me. Pardon me. I don't know yes, why I keep what? going like a totally different accent. <laughs> She'll this hold. is my most consistent character voice I've ever had. <laughs> You're doing real good. <laughs> Let this be a lesson to our listeners. You don't have to do an accent. And if you do, it's okay if you mess up. Although, Dylan, I did like TikTok. He was real fun. Tuck, tuck? (laughs) TikTok? (laughs) (laughs) Tug, tug. Still got it. Tip top. Tic tac. So we'll start with the mausoleum. Because that's where two of the three of you are headed. Um, (laughs) Undeterred. By the uh, the strange figure that you just saw, you uh, make your way to the mausoleum. Yeah, um, it's sort of con- it is constructed from marble in sort of a neoclassical style. Yeah, how nice is with, this mausoleum? Uh, it's very nice. Okay. Uh, like I said, marble. There's neoclassical pillars either side of some Ionia uh, mm, Doric. Okay, okay, and um, <laughs> gotcha. And, um, <laughs> You thought you could stump me, but I know another type of column. I figured you would. Um, but they're flanking a set of double doors similar to the ones on the front of the house. Um, heavy mahogany, uh, lots of ornate sort of engravings. They're not locked, so you are able to go inside, oh, but you don't see anybody inside. Oh, no figure. That's all right. They they dematerialize every now and then. Don't worry about it. Each of you go ahead and make a sanity check yeah, for yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a fail. I rolled a thirty-five. We're good. Eighty-eight. All right. That's seems once very again, apropos. <laughs> right. Once again, uh, Billiam is unfazed. It takes a lot to phase. And this uh, and <laughs> Abigail's um, presumed knowledge of the world is once again butting up against the unexplainable um, and you lose one sanity point. You've never seen a ghast? This is your first ghast. I am a ghast. 
kind of <laughs> like the dynamic here where like uh abigail has all the book learning so she she believes she knows the way that the world works and billiam sort of as the one with more practical experience mm-hmm. with the unexplainable is uh is much more assured in the fact that it doesn't work that way at all. <laughs> Everything's always weird. So you enter into the mausoleum and it sort of steps down. So it's sort of indented into the ground. Um, there's a handful of steps that lead from the entrance to where a central stone sarcophagus uh, oh, wow. contains really a coffin. I didn't do this one. There are... Uh, special. There's well, you don't need a grave digger a for a life-sized effigy of um, oh my. of Evangeline in, carved into the uh, the top of the marble coffin. Oh, that's real nice. Mm. And then on either side, there are a handful of openings, uh, presumably intended for future generations of the Wayland family. Oh, that's nice. Get them all in one spot. Looks like I new money. And then the rear wall has a bunch of alcoves for like uh, flowers and gifts, that sort of thing. Aw. Uh, does the top of the sarcophagus move? Uh, it is very heavy. Okay. Um, um, what, I'm going to uh, go back what? to the car and I'm going to grab my crowbar. Now, don't leave me here alone. And she's going to hurry. <laughs> 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 I mean, say, if there's a stranger who is a human person running about in ragged clothes, then they may not be in their right mind, and uh, should, we should stick together. Sure. Yes. No problem. All right. And then we'll jump over to Biggles, who is making his way to the stable. Horses, has- horses, they gallop <laughs> around. Horses, horses, they tramp on the ground. That's really much good. To his, <laughs> much to his disappointment and chagrin, finds that the stable has been converted into a garage. No. Oh. Uh, well, cars are like horses with wheels. Wherein sits a lovely 1920s. Um, it's J.J. Bang Bang um, himself. No, it's a Rolls Royce. <gasps> oh. Um, Ooh, is a ah. a pre pre before they it was before they were called the Rolls Royce Phantom, but it is the car of which would later be uh, renamed the Rolls Royce. This Phantom. one's just called the there... Rolls Good Ghost. Cue that like <laughs> stereotypical sensual jazz that comes on whenever a love interest enters. Do, do, hmm. do, do. Hello, <laughs> you're looking <laughs> nice tonight. <laughs> you are a fantastic automobile. How many horsepower is in that engine? <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, they say Biggles, when you can't have a horse, you can settle for horsepower. <laughs> even uh, Biggles recalls that the reason you guys are stuck here in the first place is because your car does not work. Hmm. He looks at uh, it and just kind of like... offer us gas. With his, with his glove on, he kind of just like brings it down the side of the car. <laughs> <and> <laughs> <laughs> That's the sound an engine um, makes. <laughs> you do notice a uh, like a a gasoline can off in the uh, in the corner. Why don't oh. they give us gas? That's random. They ask. need they need, they need sacrifices for yeah, the ritual. You guys just said you needed the phone. That's true. We didn't tell them why. Wow. <laughs> oh. We just said let's our car get broke some down. gas, and he kind of grabs it and uh, turns on his heel, and starts walking towards the car. 
I imagine his walk right. cycle is very much just like arms up walking like <laughs> leg as he goes. It's very confident <laughs> and not subtle at all. Yeah. Uh, so gasoline, you do... gasoline, some gas for you and gas for me, gasoline. Just, just drinking so for a bit. Re- Oops. <laughs> oh, it's all gone. Well, shouldn't do that. Uh, no, that's not, that's the... not meant for human consumption. You, uh... Because this, is, because this is Biggles and he's the comedy relief character, I feel like he he grabs the can expecting it to be full uh, when it turns out to be empty and much lighter than he thinks it is oh. and just, like, bashes himself in the face with it by accident. Solid ball. Not a drop. Oh, I'm glad no one was there to see that. Except for you, my dear. He kind of turned back to the car. Now, where were we? <laughs> You want to look for keys or anything? Do old fashioned cars have keys? I feel like you just turned. Yes. Yes, they they did. They had keys. All of them. Do they hotwire every time? Ooh, actually, I can't. What's this thing run on? Coal? (laughs) (laughs) Shovel it in, burn it. I I actually am good with mechanical stuff. So can I see if I can start it? Uh, sure. They were much easier to hotwire back then. Ooh, oh, oh, oh. I got, I succeed. It was a four. I have a forty-five, and I got a nineteen. Nice. Is that okay. below your half? I think yes. so. So <gasps> the car does not start. Ah. Uh, but here's, it also has here's no what gas. you <laughs> playing here's hard what to you get. learn. Well, here's what you uh, glean from your mechanical knowledge. Uh, it's a little dusty. It looks like it has not been used in a while. Um, doesn't seem like. The uh, uh, the folks that live here have much of a reason to go places. I mean, things are pretty far away, and a lot of houses like this sort of have their uh, their groceries and things like that delivered. But uh, you do know that uh, there are a lot of reasons why a car wouldn't start that have nothing to do with how much gasoline is in it. Hmm. So you think that you might be able to check below the car and see if you can get some gasoline out of the car to put into your car. Ooh, can I make a check for that? Yeah, go ahead make and make a, a siphon a gas mechanic check. check. Can I do it with advantage because I succeeded on my last one? Sure. <gasps> oh. All right, my first number was a 45, which meets my mechanical thing. Is it meets it beats okay. it? Yep. That's with... So yeah. equal or under, you can still I roll got, with advantage though. I got a, I got a, the four again. So, so it, uh, I meet it, okay. which means I beat it. Okay. So you find, uh, scrabbling around, you find some tools, including a, uh, a nice hefty wrench or a tire iron sort of thing. We'll say it's mm-hmm. a wrench and you get down under the car to find the, uh, the gas valve. Uh, but despite your best efforts can't seem to find one um Hmm. no glug glug but when you look under the car you see a pair of dirty bare feet standing on the other side of the car oh hello it's finally it's about time and when you when you jump up to talk to whoever is standing there uh, there is nobody there. Ooh, Make me a sanity check. Spooky. 
Um, he fails significantly. Ooh. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Even even as oblivious as Biggles is, this is a little bit too much to ignore. Um, dirty feet and no of, dirty feet. Beside of these uh, dirty feet, bro- broken, you know, toenails. What? Um, what just... made you go crazy? Feet and clouds. Feet and clouds. <laughs> feet and clouds. They'll get you every time. Back th- back then, a little bit of ankle was enough Cloud to drive feet. anybody crazy. <laughs> At the sight of this, uh, these ghoulish feet, and then no sign of the body they were attached to, you lose one sanity. Oh. Ah, I feel less sad. And with the mystery of this house deepening by the minute, we will leave off for the next part. Hey everybody, Cam here. Thanks for listening to Minions and Misfits. If you like what you heard, don't forget to check out our socials. The links are down in the description. And please, leave us a review on whatever app you use to listen to your podcast. It'll help us reach more people who can enjoy the episode that you just listened to. See you next time.